You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys! Episode 38. That's right, 38, coming at you live from 414 Beer Street Studios. Whoop, whoop. That's right. What an awesome show we have for you today, folks. It's going to be hype. It's going to be legit. Because we were hyped up on Wednesday night, weren't we, Axe? Oh. To the, uh, I was just hoping that the rest of the week just went by so that we could get gather, together and record this episode. I, re- I could have recorded it on Wednesday, but I knew there was going to be more big stuff. For us to hit on. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there is and there isn't, I guess you could say. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy time. Yeah. Crazy time in AEW right now. Crazy time in wrestling right now. Everything's taken off. Uh, people have got lots of big shows coming up uh, this weekend, next weekend, and the weekend after. Uh, so wrestling's hitting hard, and, uh Yeah. Wrestling is on the move. They are moving now. They are traveling. They are traveling to a city near you. And little baby has come to join us on the podcast. Julia, the Gulia. <laughs> Say hi. Nope, she, she uh, just turned her back. She's gimmicking. She's gimmicking me, folks. She's, she's turning her back to me. She's healing up. But, um, yeah, where should we kick this week off at? Uh, you know what? I, I don't even know where to start. Well, did anything happen on Raw? Not that I remember. Okay, so we'll skip Raw. Tuesday was NXT, the Great American Bash. Yep. You know what? I did not watch it. I probably should have. Did you see any of the highlights? I did not see any of the highlights. Okay, no, I did not. well... Main highlight, Adam Cole, Bay Bay won. Really? All right, Julia wants to talk. What do you got to say? It's him, Brown. Brown. I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty good. Yep, it sounds really good. She's got a big smile. <laughs> big sigh. Looks like she... Uh, she just wants to hang out here on the podcast, I think. Julia, do you want to hang out on the podcast? No. She, she has said more, no. She has more to say than, than Maggie's does. Yeah, MJS, yep. She just said more in that two seconds than MJS said in her whole podcast and career. <laughs> Unbelievable. I haven't seen MJS in a while. I mean, she's out uh, causing havoc. Um, Hitting people with chairs? Through the neighborhoods. Yeah, she's hitting people with chairs. She's ruthless. Taking kids' candy? Taking kids' candy, that's right. She took my candy the other day, too. I, I couldn't do anything. She had a chair. She's on a heck of a heel run. Yeah, she is. She is. She's she's probably a bigger heel mark than MJF. Well, that guy's a chump. Yeah, he is a chump. Jericho should have let that fan beat him up. He should have. You know what? <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that later on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
other than that, on the Great American Bash, I didn't really see anything else that uh, I really cared for. Didn't some Tommaso Ciampa wrestle? Yes, but they lost. Him and they uh, lost. Timothy Thatcher lost to MSK. Um, so MSK is still tag team champs. That's sad. Um, Ciampa's so good. Yeah, but for some reason I think uh, Triple H really likes those MSK boys. Yeah, they might be moving up or something. Um, to downfall. Maybe they'll fight the Usos or something. Don't even get me started on them. On Kay. the Usos. All right. But uh, rumor has it that uh, Samoa Joe may get back in the ring with... Uh, he may get back into the ring and he may wrestle Adam Colt. Really? That's what I hear. I don't know how true that is, but... That would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting if he went up against uh, Adam Cole. I wonder if they... I'm sure they probably wrestled before then, maybe. I don't know. Um, Maybe not. You know, unless they've wrestled on an indie show somewhere that I haven't seen or heard of, um, they weren't in ROH at the same time. Nope. Um, So unless Joe went over to New Japan or wrestled on a small, like, indie show somewhere... Um, I don't think they've ever wrestled. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, but enough NXT talk. Uh, let's get to the big topics. Uh, AEW. AEW. What a phenomenal show. Welcome back to traveling pro wrestling. That's right. They were in Miami. Miami. And, uh. Started off with the Miami strap match. Hey, what'd you think of that match? You know, I mean, they keep making these strap matches. I mean, Miami strap match, Caribbean strap match. Like, really? Like, it doesn't really matter. It's a strap match. Like, well, I hope when they come to Milwaukee, they have a Milwaukee beer match. And they just drink beer the whole time. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that'll be our tag team match, right? Yeah. We'll go up against the Young Bucks. We'll come out there, we'll... We'll shotgun like five or six beers, right. and then uh, destroy them on our foreheads, right? Yeah, kind of like the Sandman used to do. Yeah, and then we'll um, we'll uh, do the the Crusher's finisher. I just found out what it was today. The Bolo Punch. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna find out. Maybe I'll just give uh, the Young Bucks a pork chop, just karate chop them right in the throat, and uh, we'll be tag team champs. Yeah, then we'll run AW and. The Young Bucks can go super kick their way back to wherever the heck they came from. Yeah. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Yeah. They can go back to the backyard where they belong. <laughs> they don't they're not even in our league. If we would step foot in an AEW ring, we would probably destroy everybody in there. We'd probably own AEW. Tony Khan would be like, I want you guys. I'd give the magic killer to the Good Brothers. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, we, um, we would. Yeah, I did. I mean, that match was okay. It was whatever. Yeah, um, it, it was typical strap match. I mean, of course, Cody won. Yep. What's new? Um, I feel like I'm shitting on Cody like I would WWE, but whatever. Mm. Um, Co- Cody can't get a world title, so I mean, <laughs> he's got he's got to pull up the W's yeah, where he can. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, let's see what else. What you know. Um, 
trying to think what else happened on this show. Shit. Should have taken my ginkgo biloba today. Um, oh, what do you think of the the face-off between Hangman and Kenny? You know what? I think I missed that part. All right, well, a little quick backstory. I think I think I caught, like, the beginning of it, like, when Kenny came out, and then Hangman, I, th- I was doing something. Yeah, because Kenny and Don Callis were cutting a promo, and then the Dark Order came out, and Evil Uno was cutting a promo. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. And he's actually really good on the mic. I really like Hangman, or, excuse me, Evil Uno on the mic, and then the fans were calling for Hangman. Um... Kenny did a low blow to Evil Uno, and then Hangman came out, and they kind of faced off. Okay. They faced to face. I think that's where I fell off the bandwagon after he low blowed Evil Uno. So that's that's where I, I missed it. I must have been taking care of uh, Julia the Gulia right then and there. Okay. Doing something. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to uh, watch these things all the way through, folks, um, when you have a uh, almost two-year-old baby. Yeah. She's getting well, big. little side note. So, last weekend, as you all may know, if you remember the last week's podcast, I went home to see my folks for 4th of July. Yep. I was talking to my dad. Sorry for those of you. Matt's dad, Matty Ice's dad, is going to be on the podcast on a future episode. We're going to put a little clip in there. I couldn't get my dad on because... He told me it went against his contract that he has with the wrestling world because he gets all the information and then passes it over to Dave Meltzer. So he would have lost his contract. So we couldn't get him on the podcast. We're going to try to work that out, figure out the contract situation. Anyways, Hangman is his favorite wrestler. Is he? That's his favorite male wrestler, and his favorite female wrestler is the doctor, Britt Baker. D. M. D. <laughs> That's right. And second favorite female wrestler right now is Liv Morgan. Interesting. Yeah, so Interesting the, choice. Yeah, so the, I'm surprised he didn't say um, Alexa Bliss. You know, I don't think he really likes Alexa Bliss. He didn't have anything to say about her. But, uh, yeah, he said he really likes Liv Morgan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I like Liv Morgan. Um I don't understand why they keep putting her in, like, these roles of, like, her trying to, lay like, claim to fame or something like that. Like they did with Lana saying that she was a lesbian with Lana or something like that. That stuff made no sense to me. Because WWE writers write to please McMahon. Right. And that's why the product is not good. Because you shouldn't try to please one person. You should try to please thousands upon thousands of viewers. Yeah. Um, but, whatever. That's a subject for another time. Right. But, uh, let's see. What else uh, went on in the episode? Oh, big reveal. You want to let the listen- listeners know? Big reveal. Well, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Double A, Arn Anderson. And the lights go out. And who appears in the ring? Who appears in that ring? Tommy End. A.K.A. Alistair Black. Black. A.K.A. Malachi Black. Right. And if you listeners 
haven't seen it, go on YouTube. What was it under? Is it under Tommy End on YouTube, that video you sent me? I think so. Type it in and watch his little vignette that he put together. It's fire. And if you aren't familiar with wrestling, like we know some of our listeners aren't super, super familiar, he, Alistair Black, well, Malachi Black, I like Tommy End better. Tommy End has done a perfect job of transitioning his character from WWE to AEW. Right. And to what it was before WWE. Yeah, because you, you've seen him wrestle before he's in WWE, right? Uh, very, very little. Okay, because where did he come from? Uh, I think the UK circuit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he's from over there, right? Um, uh, Dublin. Okay, so he's from... Or, no, not Dublin. Um, Dutch. I think he's Dutch. Oh, so he's from the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he did a really good job transitioning his character over. Uh, I really like that. He paid attention to a lot of small details and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so what do you think of his debut? What do you think that means with him giving uh, Arn Anderson basically the fade to black and the same thing with Cody? You know what? I don't know where he came in um, feuding with those guys. Um, didn't really make any sense, but... Um, I guess, I mean, if you're ever going to make um, a threat to somebody, you make it to one of the higher-ups, right? Make it make it to Cody. I mean, basically, because if you think about it, out of the, the four EVPs, Kenny's extremely busy, the Bucks are busy, Cody's the only guy that's really open. Yeah. I mean, other than if he attacked Tony, but I appreciate the fact that Tony Khan's been basically behind the scenes the entire time. Yeah, the only time he comes out is for uh, Cody's birthday party, um, and then when pretty much uh, when uh, Brody Lee passed away. Yeah, I mean, I know he's kind of showing up on Impact, but that's a little different. Yeah, doing the Impact thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Um, where this storyline goes and, and stuff. Um, I know you and I were talking uh, Wednesday night. We were trying to figure out how um, Tommy In got on to AEW so quickly after being released from the WWE. And uh, I did a little digging and found out that the WWE made an oopsie. And I guess when they sign guys to NXT contracts, they have a 30-day non-compete clause. But then when they move to Raw or SmackDown, it changes to a 90-day, and they forgot to change his contract, and when they released him, he only had a 30-day, and just so happened to line up when they hit the road again. Yeah, which is pretty crazy to think that Aleister Black spent, what, probably almost three years on the main roster, I would think? Um... I think it was... Two or three years? I think it was two, um, but most of the time was him not even on TV. Because if you really think about it from the time... so when he, he, he came in, in with Ricochet. Yeah, so he was in NXT and he yeah. was champ, dropped the belt, 
him and Ricochet were tag team cha- or tag team together. They won the Dusty Classic. They moved him up. They were tag team for a little bit. Yeah, they were always fighting against uh, DIY. In NXT, yeah. Yeah, in NXT. And then... Well, and on the main roster there for a minute. They were kind of showcasing, I think, a little bit. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They were, uh, they were splitting those guys up. Yeah, because they didn't last as a tag team on on Raw very long. They split them up, and then... Well, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, basically, after that, the only other thing Aleister Black really did on Raw and or SmackDown is... Um, basically, he got his eye poked out. Yeah, I mean, he had a feud with Kevin Owens and stuff like that, too. Um... But it was mostly... Um, and that's when he got the uh, the eye taken out after he sat back and... Because he started feuding with uh, Buddy Murphy. And Buddy Murphy couldn't beat him, remember? Buddy Murphy kept re- wrestling like two, three, four times and could never beat him. And then that's how Buddy Murphy uh, joined up with Seth Rollins. And shortly after Buddy Murphy joined up with Seth Rollins... Uh, pushed his head into the stairs and yeah, poked his eye out. He had a, a feud with Kevin Owens before that whole eye thing. Mm-hmm. So, probably before the whole Buddy Murphy thing came about. Yeah, but um, speaking of Buddy Murphy, um, he tweeted at Tommy End um, to congratulate him about his debut. And basically, Tommy End tweeted tweeted back at him that essentially calling him Matthew. So I don't know if that's a little hint hint behind the doors thing that Buddy Murphy's coming to AEW because if if WWE missed Alistair Black's 30-day non-compete clause, who else and how many others did they forget to change as well? I think Buddy Murphy probably got his 90-day I'm pretty. I'm probably hundred percent sure that he got his ninety day. Yeah, and so did um, his old tag team partner Wesley Blake, because yeah. he's been gone for a while too. I know Lana got her ninety day because I was listening to uh, oral sessions with um, Renee uh, Paquette. Paquette, yeah. I was gonna say Renee Young, but I can't. Couldn't think of her last name on how to pronounce it. She's uh. She's from Canada, and uh, we just had some uh, some Molson's Canadian Lager that the Axe Man picked up, and uh, we were sipping on, and now we're drinking a Wisconsin Lager, the Liney's Original. I mean, they're basically the same thing, right? Wisconsin, Canada, what's the difference? Is Liney's Original a Lager, or is that a... Uh, I think it's a Or is lager. that a Pilsner? Um, it might be a Pilsner. I don't know. I don't know. It's delicious. That's that's all. It's that delicious and nutritious because beer is made out of water and hops, so it's good for the soul. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess only time will tell to see uh, now that they've hit the road, because because this is kind of what you and I have talked about in past episodes. Now that all these companies are hitting the road, I think they're gonna pull out these big um, reveals of these people coming out and stuff. 
Yeah, I think so. I think uh, a lot of familiar faces are going to be showing up all around. Yeah, because people are looking for work, and um, yeah, I mean, it's perfect time when you got fans. I mean, then that way you can definitely tell how people are going to react and stuff like that. Um, I know AEW had already shown that they had Andrade, um, but he had his first match in Miami against Matt Seidel. What do you think of that? Uh, you know what? I can't remember that match. I know he won. Um, but I can't tell you for sure if I actually watched the whole thing or not. Because, like I said, I take care of Julia at that portion of the yeah. time. So. Well, in my opinion, I thought it was a good match, but it seemed a little stiff. Um... And when I say stiff, I don't mean as, like, hard-hitting and, like, they're actually hitting each other. I mean, like, it seemed like almost that Andrade was a little rusty. Um, well, I I don't know. His style's kind of rough. His style's kind of, I think, along the lines of uh, Alberto Del Rio. Okay. Alberto El Patron. Because I, I, I get that now that you say that because I recently watched uh, Alberto El Patron match, and I thought the same thing about that match. So, I mean, I guess it would make sense because those guys, they probably came up together, right? Yeah, they're Mexican stars, yeah. Yeah, and like Roosh and stuff like that. Because I feel like Roosh's style is kind of like that too. Yeah. He looks really rough and stuff like that. Yeah, because I know when Alberto... Uh came in the WWE, and he would put that uh, that arm bar or whatever, like, he was, like, kicking you. Like, straight up, like, kicking you. And, like, man, you know, if I was getting that arm bar from him, and, and, um, uh, taking, taking the, the loss from him, man, I wouldn't appreciate him, like, just hauling off and, like, kicking me like a baby. Right, yeah. Yes, some of those moves that, and things that some of those people take when they actually, like, are making contact and stuff, you know, that'd be kind of agitating. Yeah. Because you just kind of got to sell it. So that kind of, like, a little bit's okay, but, and maybe that's part of the thing. It looks a lot rougher than what it is, you know. Maybe. I know they have padding on their boots, but yeah. still, I mean... It's when you're just like kicking somebody off you, like at a full kick. Like, come on, even if it's still like the ribs or something like that, or the stomach, mm-hmm. it still hurts. Oh yeah, you know, especially if you're catching them with the heel. Right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just ask Heather when I kicked her when we were sleeping <laughs> one night. <Yeah. laughs> I I I don't know if she remembers, but. I don't know, I had some dream, and I just, like, hauled off and kicked in my sleep and uh, kicked her. I think it was in the leg or something like that. Man, you ever have those dreams where you just, like, kick in the middle of the night? I used to. I don't really kick anymore. Um, Ashley just tells me that I talk a lot in my sleep, and I'll, like, sit up like the undertaker and then just sit there. And And you roll your eyes in the back of the head? Well, I might. I don't know. It's dark, and I'm asleep, so I don't remember. But 
She says it's kind of creepy, so. Do you have uh, a noise in your closet that says, Oh, yes! Yeah, um, <laughs> I actually, in case none of you knew, there's this urn that's under my bed. I don't know. It draws me to it and gives me spe- special power. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but... uh. Yeah. Sorry, we got a little off track, but yeah, I don't know, I apologize for kicking her, like, right after I did it, like, the next day, because I think she fell asleep, or, I I know I apologized when I kicked her, because, like, it just came out of nowhere, I don't know what I was doing, I think I was trying to fight somebody or something like that, <laughs> I have a lot of, uh, um, agitated dreams like that, so, where I'm trying to beat people up. But I never actually beat people up in my dreams. Hmm. You know? It's kind of disappointing. Like, you just get that uh, that numbness to where your whole body goes numb in, in your dream. And you, like, you want to swing, but you don't. Or you want to kick them, but you don't. Do you need to talk to somebody? You got a lot of pent-up anger. I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways. But yeah, other than that, I thought the match was uh, pretty pretty good. Um, no, we're talking about Andrade. Yes. Yep. For all you listeners that got sidetracked from my stories and whatnot from that. But, yeah. So the match was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think what, uh, what the next match was after that. Britt Baker was on, wasn't she? Yep, she cut a pretty good promo. Yeah, she's on, just incredible. Uh, on uh, Nyla Rose. Yeah. Those two are going to fight at uh, night one of Fighter Fest, which is in Dallas, I believe. Yep. Which is this upcoming Wednesday. Wednesday. Watch it, 7 o'clock, uh, TNT. Also, I don't know if you saw, they showed a clip from before Dynamite had started, and... Uh, Ricky Starks came out to the ring and cut a promo, and he had bodyguards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Taz came out and said something, and it seems like that we were wrong when we said that we thought Brian Cage was going to get kicked out of the group and go on a babyface run. Looks like Ricky Starks is going to be like a super heel. And uh, Tony Khan did a little swerve on us. He's playing like he must have been listening and paying attention to our our storylines because we were on to him. Um, But, uh, yeah, he's playing like a little rock thing. Like Nation of Domination thing. Yeah, kind of, except like he needs some guys. So maybe he'll uh, scoop up some guys coming in or um, some guys. I know we talked before, AEW's got a lot of... uh, stables or factions going on yep um kind of like the new japan thing but i like that it puts like an extra element on i know you are wishy-washy about it sometimes but yeah so what do you think you think uh is ricky Starks gonna take the title from brian cage though um this next wednesday because i think they wrestle night one yeah you know i don't know that's um that's a tough call. I mean, I thought Brian Cage was. We thought Brian Cage was going to break away, so it would make more sense for him to lose the title and like run off a different direction. But 
for Ricky Starks, like, he's breaking off and doing his own thing right now, it seems like. So, my, my gut feeling is like, Either Starks is going to win the belt and then just, like, start that whole feud with Taz and get some other guys involved or something like that and feud with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook and um, Brian Cage. So, But I don't know who they would get for a manager, though. Because usually uh, these groups now have... They have somebody that is mature in the business that is kind of like leading the show. Like with the Pinnacle, you got um, Tully. Arn, with the Nightmare Factory, you got uh, Arn um, and all that. So with Jericho's group, you got Jericho. And Conan now. And Conan now. So, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tony Khan's a pretty smart guy. I think he'll come up with something good. Yeah. So, we'll see what actually happens with that. But, uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, the end trial of what's going on. So, yeah. Hey, Matty Ice. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. You know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a Supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them at a store near you. All right, we are back from a short little break here, interrupted by uh, my lovely wife. She had to share some information with us about uh, dinner time here since it's getting close to dinner time, you know. Hungry. Axeman hungry. Yeah, that's right. He's like a mini, uh, or he's like a, uh, not a mini, but uh, uh, a John Silver. I mean, I'm basically a mix between John Silver and uh, Joey Chestnut. Um, so I can just put down food, but I'm not a very big guy. Yeah, and uh, he loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So if you want to get on his good side, make him a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and uh, he might give you a high five. I may give you more than that. <laughs> oh, dang. I've got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my fridge at home right now. He's got peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in his pocket right now. Yeah, like Napoleon Dynamite has tots. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's got peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This man, I've seen this man eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like for like two years straight. It's all he carries is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Unless uh, his lovely wife makes him like some kind of special flower. Hey, one day, salami. One day she made me a. We ran out of jelly, and she made me a marshmallow chocolate chip peanut butter sandwich for lunch. Keeping it real. Ugh. 
It's like I was 12 years old again. Right. But anyways, back to wrestling. So, back to wrestling. Um, you know, <laughs> it was kind of funny because uh, during the um, MJF Jericho segment that they had, a fan actually tried jumping in the ring. Yeah. Um, I like... I kind of knew what was going on, but I kind of didn't because I had... It was a commercial, and I had to go to the restroom, and I was gone. I thought I had enough time, and I heard them coming back, and I was just, like, listening, and I heard Jericho say something about a fan, and then you would text me, and um, I ended up looking it up, and our buddy John tagged me in on Facebook. You and I in it on Facebook. He wants me to do that at the show in August. I'm probably going to happily decline because I don't want to spend the night in county. Right. I've been there, done that. But, I don't want uh, that. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I guess MJF gets under people's skin that much. I mean, he could literally say whatever he wanted to me, and I know that it doesn't. it's just going to roll off my back. Yeah. Now, if he spit on me, that'd be different, but... Right. If he spit on you, MJF wouldn't stand a chance. Um... But yeah, um, yeah, MJF gets so much heat, um, and you know what? I don't really blame that fan for trying to get in the ring. I mean, Jericho should have probably just let that fan come in and blast MJF in the face. Maybe then he might be a little more appealing to me. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that scarf that he wears is just... He's stupid. I don't know. I like to punch him in the face. I like to kick him in the face with uh, with uh, baseball cleats on. <laughs> Just drop kick him right in the face. So, I don't know. I'm kind of mean like that, I guess you could say. comes to MJF. I don't really care for him. I don't know. I mean, I thought he was good on the mic, but now that he talks every week, it's the same old crap that he puts out. I'm better than you, and you know it. Like, get something else, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty repetitive. I mean, I feel like I've heard his promo, or at least one of his five promos, several times. Um, Especially since, I mean, obviously it's been a while since I've seen uh, some MLW because of the pandemic, and they haven't really been on. But when it was on, I feel like I've heard his promos over and over and over again. Yeah, he's kind of stale. I mean, yeah, he can talk, but you get him up against Jericho, and I think Jericho just throws him underneath the table. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he just kind of feeds him. And then all he's got is, I'm better than you and you know it. Okay. I don't think MGF is all that, and I mean, the only thing that he has going for him is he's playing true to heel gimmick 24-7. Right, yeah. But, you know what, it, you know, it doesn't really work in this day and age, because everybody knows that it's just all a gimmick. I mean, he could be a douche like that in real life. He probably is. Look at his face. I mean, he was hugging Rosie O'Donnell at the age of five and probably, like, licking behind her ear 
something. Or she was licking him behind the ear, one of the two. I don't know. Maybe they were both doing it. <laughs> but <laughs> Axe Man is laughing over here hysterically at my comments. Um, but we all know it's true that, I mean, he licks Rosie O'Donnell's nose twice because she's got two nostrils. And, uh, yeah, enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, but anyways, uh, so it looks like they're going to have another match, another go at it. Um, Jericho's going to wrestle all his goons and whatnot. And, um, sure, he'll probably get through it. Whether he beats MJF or not, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I would certainly hope that he would probably beat MJF. I mean, they've kind of had a streak going to where MJF has been beating him. So it would like it would be nice to see Jericho get a W out of that. Um, so and then they just changed that feud that Sammy Guevara and MJF had in their match last week Wednesday, uh, when MJF and Sammy Guevara had a killer match. Actually, I thought it was pretty good. Very good match. Um. And then uh, Sean Spears came in and whapped Sammy Guevara over the head with a steel chair. To be honest with you, I think that's the direction they should have went from the beginning. Um, I know we didn't touch base on this earlier, but just real quick, because um, it was FTR and Wardlow against uh, Proud and Powerful and Hager. I think that's the direction that they should have went from the beginning. It should be... You know, they did the stadium stampede where it was inner circle against pinnacle, but then they should have broke it down like we talked about a couple episodes in the past where it should be Hager and Wardlow having a mini feud, Proud and Powerful FTO having a mini feud, um, and now they're going the direction that I wanted to see where Sammy and Sean Spears are going to have that mini feud. I think they match up together better. I know they kind of had to do that match with the fact that Sammy and MJF had such a problem when MJF was in the circle. Yep, and that's where that whole thing started. Right, but I think on paper and in the ring, Sean Spears and Sammy match up better than Sammy and MJF. Just the same as I feel like Jericho and MJF match up better. Um, So I'm excited to see how these things are going to call kind of flesh themselves out in the next couple of weeks um, going forward and stuff. Yeah, I just hope that um, they do a good job with everybody's interest in mind. Um, Sean Spears, I don't think he can lose any momentum at all either way if he takes a loss against Sammy. I think Sammy deserves a win. Um, I think he deserves a good push. Um, he's great talent. He needs to be pushed into some kind of like spotlight role. Um, I mean, he had the first match against Cody on Dynamite. So, he's he's up there in the game. He also had the very first match of AEW ever. He was in him... He wrestled Kip Sabian in the buy-in at the very first double or nothing. Okay, yeah. So, 
I mean, and where's Kip Sabian right now? I mean, I know he's hurt. Kip Sabian's hurt. Yeah. But Kip Sabian hasn't caught fire like Sammy Guevara has. No. No, I think uh, Sammy caught fire in his match against Cody, and then Jericho took him under the wing, and then he just became fire after that. And then his vlog, too. I mean, his vlog is... Has been pretty popular, I think, and that's given him like an even bigger push. Um, because I don't know if you noticed it all in the dynamites, and I don't know how much Black, uh, w, uh, AW Dark you've been watching, but uh, Fuego del Sol has been a big part of his um, his vlog the past year, mm-hmm. and. Um, they kind of like put Fuego into a spotlight, and he was pretty much showcased on every vlog that Sammy did, and uh, he showcased um, his stuff on Dark a lot. Um, Fuego did, anyways. Um, so, and then he finally got his first and only win in AW <laughs> um, last uh, last Dark. So. So I think a lot of people were were chanting his name too, um, and cheering on Fuego as well um, in the audience in the crowd whenever they saw him out there ringside. And Cody even pointed him out. I think on a, I think it was dark or something like that, or maybe it was uh, no, I think it was um, uh, not dark, but uh, Cody's birthday or something like that. Okay. So I think I saw something about that. So, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. So I had a lot to say there. That's all right. That's what it's for. That's what a podcast is, right? That's right. You guys don't pay to listen to me. (laughs) I pay for you to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, we're... No, we're not paying you. You guys are going to listen and you're going to like it. Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, no, you made a good point. Um, so should we segue into uh, other promotions and what else is going on in the wrestling world? Yeah, we can uh, segue here. Um, I know that uh, WWE SmackDown, um, the only real big thing that came out of SmackDown for me personally um was um, the Usos are going to be back together with Roman, so they're all one big happy family now again. I don't really like that, but it is what it is, I guess. So, whatever. Um, but I think Bailey ended up getting hurt. Yeah, I saw that. I saw she did get hurt, yeah. So, Bailey and Bianca were supposed to have a match here at Money in the Bank, so that got kicked to the curb, and now Carmella is going to face off against Bianca Belair next week on SmackDown. So, before Money in the Bank, I think. Okay. I think that's what it came down to, if I remember correctly. If I'm wrong, folks, I apologize. I mean, you guys get that. We are not like Dave Meltzer here. 
I mean, we don't have the inside scoop from the Axeman's dad. He won't tell us nothing. He won't get on the podcast. He is contracted out, so we just get information from whatever we can remember from the TV shows or off social media. Twitter. Twitter. Or YouTube. Or a combination of both. Or a combination of everything, yeah. So Sometimes we just make stuff up. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, sometimes we just make stuff <laughs> up in our heads and it just sound good. Just so you guys can hear us talk every week. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. And then uh, Liv Morgan, your, uh, your dad's number one girl, right? That's right. You just told me that Liv Morgan is your dad's number one girl. She, well, on SmackDown. number two. Number, number two. Yeah. On, on WWE side of things. Yes. But his number one is DMD. That's right. Britt Baker. Yeah, I mean, him and Adam Cole are kind of buddies, too, so... Did he father Adam Cole? No, he didn't. I mean, as much as I want to say Adam Cole's my brother, he's not. Okay. I mean, I I thought there was some kind of resemblance or something like that. I mean, maybe a little. <laughs> we might be distant related. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm not related to anybody from Florida. Okay. Well, I, wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd want to be. I mean, you are still related to Silas Young in some way. Yeah. We, we yeah, do know him that. Him and I are... Like third cousins, yeah. So. Third cousins, twice removed, yeah, something like that. Right? Twice removed, three times re-removed. You know, it's 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 it, hard to follow. Yeah, it's it's all complicated. But anyways, um, so yeah. But Britt Baker, she's just fire. Yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm getting all sidetracked. Uh, Liv Morgan took um, Carmella's place on the Money in the Bank. Briefcase match. Okay. So, that's where I was getting at with all that, but we get sidetracked with these women that are on here, you yeah, know? whatever. We get our crushes. Our dads have our crushes. Yeah. Have their crushes. So, anyways. That's right. So, um, we'll do some quick hits here. Um, I feel like, and for some reason, I don't know why, that there's a... A wrestling event going on. As we record this, it's Saturday. Going on this weekend, though. And I can't remember, and I don't know why. But next weekend, the 17th, is Slammiversary. Okay. And also, um, ROH is pay-per-view, Best in the World. So both those uh, pay-per-views have some good stuff going on. And Money in the Bank's next week, I think. Yeah, oh. Well, if that's the case, the next weekend's going to be busy for wrestling. Um, do you know, does Money in the Bank have fans? Because I don't think Slammiversary no, does. No, I don't. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, Money in the Bank, I think, is going to have fans. Okay. I think. Because if I remember correctly, um, that ROH's event and Slammiversary will not have fans. But the following weekend, the 24th, is uh, MLW's Battle Riot 3. And it's going to be in Philadelphia, and it will have fans. Okay. Good entertainment there. And also, um, we just found out that it will be uh, free for people to watch um, the 24th of July, Battle Riot. On the Fight Network? Um, 
As of right now, what I've seen is it's going to be on BN. BN. For free. Okay, so, so um, you got to have BN, folks. Um, if you have BN, you're in luck. Uh, tune into MLW. Now, it may change as uh, things go along. I don't know if they'll put it on fight or not, but if they do or things change, uh, you'll hear here on the podcast. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, touch base on it or something like that before it happens. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you think uh, Kenny's going to keep the Impact title uh, next week? Um, I would like to hope that he would. Um, I think there's still that one more belt that he needs to collect yet, the NWA world title. Um, I mean, I would think that that has to happen. If you're going to call yourself the best in the world, I think you need to have that NWA world title. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, do you think, okay, well, if that's the case, and do you think he's going to collect the MLW World the MLW Heavyweight Title from Fatu, or another title, maybe IWGP, or another like uh, prestigious, like maybe second tier uh, belt from another um, organization, or do you think it's just going to be what he's got now, and then he's going to fake face Nick Aldis? Because it it seems like, and you and I kind of talked about this earlier this week that they're either going to have to slow down Hangman's heat right now as in terms of the fans are behind Hangman and they want to see Hangman and Kenny. And I think Hangman's the next guy to take that AEW title. But I don't think Kenny's story's done yet. What do you you think, Matty Ice? Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think Kenny's story is done. I don't think it should be done. If he starts losing the titles, then they got to drop that claim to fame of him being the best and the belt collector or whatnot. They got to drop that and then carry on with something else. So then there is no NWA world title championship match for Kenny, which is a huge disappointment in my book. I agree. I, I I think if you're going to do this storyline, you have to do it right, and he has to face Nick Aldis. Yeah. Well, folks, we, we just got a special guest, the number one listener in podcast land, the infamous Ed. That's right. He's, he carries the title around here. That's right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, man. All of you better be happy out there that we got Ed on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> He's dreaming about Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. But not forgotten. But not forgotten. So, yeah, good stuff. You boys, beer boys got to be drinking some beers here. Yeah, yeah Molson's. We got Molson's and Lightning Kugels and IPAs and all sorts of kind of different stuff. For all you listening out there, you better try extra hard because he's going to be the number one fan from here on out. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully that was a cold one. We'll find out. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is going on uh, in wrestling that we need to touch base on. Um, I don't know. You got anything? 
Can you think of anything we're missing? I'm sure we're missing probably a whole lot. I mean, there's a lot of wrestling out there, so um, I don't have anything else. Hey, let me look through my notes real quick, see if I got anything I'm, I'm missing on here. Oh, um, so the, um, there was an interview with uh, Roosh not too long ago, and apparently he's saying that here coming up soon, apparently um, that Andrade is going to wrestle Kenny Omega for the AAA title. And he says if Andrade doesn't beat him, that he'll beat Kenny Omega. Interesting. What do you think about that? So... If that's actually happening, then maybe Kenny's run as champions is coming to an end. Maybe. Maybe they'll have Kenny lose and they'll run with Hangman and then they'll probably end up dumping the belt off onto some heel again. You know, they might. Baby uh, faces always uh, run better when they're chasing the title, right? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yep. Um... I don't know. I hope not. I mean, if they do that, maybe it'll be farther down the road. I mean, just because Roosh says this or that doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. Sure. Um, and I'm sure he's trying to keep some sort of kayfabe going forward. Right. Can't give away all the secrets. Right. Um, Only speculations. That's right. But I thought that was interesting how he was saying that Andrade was going to wrestle Kenny Omega and said if he doesn't beat him, that he will, so... I don't know. I guess we'll have to see going forward. We will definitely find out. Yeah, but, uh... That's all you got? Yeah, I think so. Everything else is just small-time stuff. Nothing special. All right. Um, so, yeah. So... Unless you got anything else. Don't got anything else. All right. Well, I uh, guess we'll wrap this one up. Uh, you got a match of the week? Um, match of the week, match of the week. Uh, not, not that I really remember. Okay. I'd probably just say... Uh, Malachi Black's debut. That was pretty shocking. So. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I think my um, my match of the week's probably got to be the um, three-man tag team of the Hager and, and Proud and Powerful against FTR and uh, Wardlow. Okay. I think that was a really good match. I really enjoyed that. Um, I also got to give a shout-out to, obviously, Malachi Black. And then... Uh, I've been watching a lot of Lucha Underground this week uh, since my wife's been out of town on her trip. And uh, so I watched uh, a casket match because there's one coming up with Darby Allen and Ethan Page. It was uh, Mil Muertes against Ray Phoenix. And it was uh, it was really good. So if you've got time, you should go back and watch it. Or any of you listening. Um it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. It was probably one of the best casket matches I've seen. So. Well, maybe we'll watch that while we have dinner. Huh. All right. So, uh, 
with that, I guess uh, we're out. Right? Send them out. All right, wear a mask. Well, I guess you don't have to, but wash your hands. Maybe wash wa- watch your distance or get vaccinated. And all and everything. Yeah, <laughs> and drink beer. And drink beer. Drink beer kills all the germs. Don't worry about it. Yeah, listen, Ed. Drinking beer kills all the germs. Yep, especially when it's uh Molson's. It's, right. It's Canadian. It's their finest pilsner. That's oh, it's right. a lager. Excuse it's a lager. Me. Yeah. So. How dare you? All righty. All right, we're out. Man, Axe, I got a sweet tooth going on. Yeah. Well, what kind of snacks you got? Well, I got Crusher cookies. Crusher cookies. Okay. What flavors do you got? Well, it only comes in two flavors. One is Chair Shot Chocolate Chip, and the other one is Pinfall Peanut Butter. Which one would you like? Well, those both sound pretty good. I'll have one of both. One of both, huh? Well, I'm going to give you two apiece. Because you know what? You just can't have one of each. And you can get your cookies in a store near you. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is Hot Tag Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag tag out.